Today's episode is brought to you by High Heels and Politics with Marianne Christie. Join Marianne as she interviews political leaders of Southwest Ohio and beyond. Download the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Pam, I have a question for you. What do you got, Ryan? Is it just me or does it seem like Loveland is losing that small town loving feeling? Well, unfortunately, that question requires too many answers for this particular teaser. This is the Voice of Loveland, the podcast for ionloveland.com. I am your host, the Loveland Tadler, R.D. Kulik, and with me is, I don't want to get too personal, so I don't know if you've lost the small town or that loving feeling, but it's the other host, Pam. How are you today, Pam? I'm good, Ryan. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening. We got kind of a little special podcast we're talking about today because it's summertime. It's a time we are all out and about, and especially here in Loveland. I've said it many times here that I've... You know, people look at me and they see, wow, that round fellow gets on his bike a lot. I do, because if I didn't get on my bike, I'd even be more round. But I'm on the bike. I like to go on the river and take my kayak or do whatever that stuff is. This is this is what it is. And we get out and we have the businesses now that are entering really kind of their first summer, the ones that were damaged in the fire that have been open. And plus, you have all your established businesses and even places like Narrow Path that has grown a lot. It's the time of the year when we're all out. You and I, we get out a lot, Pam, around town. I I think it would be easy to say that between the two of us, we're probably in downtown Loveland at least two, three more days a week, especially (laughs) during the summer. Heck, if I just think of the bike trail alone, you and I probably cover at least five days. Unfortunately, we may be taking the weekends off, but we'll talk a little bit about that. (laughs) So tell me about one of your latest experiences and the nice, quaint, small town community here. Well, you are right. I I spend an enormous amount of time in downtown, partly also because my office is right near downtown as well. And then I have a dog that I like to walk, my Molly. You're right. I I become very concerned about downtown and just kind of the feel of downtown. And, you know, last Friday, Jeff and I, my husband, Jeff, we decided that we were going to go down to Ramsey's. We had actually been to Ramsey's several times, but we'd never sat outside up at the top there. So we went up. It was a beautiful day on Friday. It was probably about, it was fairly early, about 4.15 or so. Sat up there, had a great table, having a nice drink. Jeff said, you know, it's a beautiful day. It's nice down here. He said, why don't we just hang out in our own neck of the woods, our own town? I said, yeah, that's a great idea. And then we saw the van and then we saw the band and the equipment, and then they started setting up, and then they started to test all their equipment and practice a little, and that's when Jeff kind of looked at me and he said, oh, goodness, he said, you can hardly hear each other talk. It's not going to be my scene. We're going to have to go somewhere else. You know, I know that we've talked about this a lot on podcasts, uh, previous podcasts, about the fact that I feel like, and I've said it numerous times, that Loveland feels like it's kind of losing what makes us Loveland. It's kind of interesting because... The downtown, when I say that, it's it's based on the fact that we, because of the decisions that we have of our current council majority, it almost, our downtown has become kind of a perpetual party. And everything resol- revolves around drinking and loud music and this need to be just constantly entertained. And so- I, I'm going to clarify, or not even clarify, I'm going to put a finer point on it. Party means a lot of things. It's like a constant frat party down there (laughs) well and that does seem you know like i said it just when you think about small town and quiet and quaint and all those kind of things it it, it's not a perpetual party i mean there's sometimes where there's just times when you just want to 
watch people and and you want to talk amongst yourselves and you, you don't need, you know, all the bands and you don't need all of that. The thing is, though, so I guess I started thinking that maybe people really like these changes downtown. Maybe they like the fact that it is kind of a, this perpetual party atmosphere and that they're always going to have to be, they can go downtown and they'll be entertained all day long, seven days a week. But then I started thinking, is that really what the people want? No, and we'll talk about uh, some of the other ways we know, but I've got a nine-year-old son. He does sports. He does camps here during the summer, goes to Canes Island, has his friends, hangs out. So I'm talking with these parents who we all have children around the same age. Well, they tell me flat out, oh, I, there's no, there's nothing for us downtown. We don't go downtown. We'll go on a weekday or we'll go early on the weekend, but we are not going to be on there on a Friday or Saturday night. And I think that's important to know because these are the families. This is the the current lifeblood and the future of your community are these families. And just quickly as an example, the last few weekends, because I was told, I said this on the podcast, oh, do not come to downtown on the Friday night because not only is the music loud, it's vulgar. So we don't. So we go to Summit Park in Blue Ash. Mainly because you're going to personally really love this, Pam. There's a dog park there. <laughs> <laughs> so the, so we can bring our dog. We can, really do need a dog yeah. park for Corona. But we can do that. And I know a lot of people are going to say, hey, the 4th of July Summit Park is going to have over 100,000 people there. And it's going to they're going to have loud music. And a couple of years ago, I was down there when Styx was playing. And I'm not going to sing Come Sail Away because those of you that know South Park know that if I start, I can't stop. And you guys really don't need that on this podcast. But that's the one day, the last two weekends I have been at Summit Park, and it's been, it's ha- it's a park, it has that serenity, and there's two major roads that are next to it, because it's kind of, that's what you want. You want that for your family and things like that. So that's just personally what I know talking to families. And hey, let's we talked a little bit about this off mic and stuff like that, but honestly, we go out to these places a lot. We were at Ramsey's just the other night. Great, a lot of people there. We don't recognize but a few of them. And hey, I love seeing those businesses be successful, but let's get this absolutely clear. When you say you're doing this for the community, I don't think you're telling the truth. Heck, the master planners didn't even talk to families outside of downtown. But when they did, let's go back to the master planners. When they did talk, what did we learn? Well, that's the thing is I went back and I looked because if you remember, the the only piece of true public engagement they actually did, the council actually did, and that the master planners actually did, was the survey itself. It was actually the only time that people actually got to be able to say what what was on their mind and what they liked about Loveland and what they didn't like about Loveland. But it was interesting because as I went back through this, I'm looking and it all keeps coming up the same. They like the quiet. They like the quaint. They like the small town feel. It was also equally clear of what they didn't like. And what they didn't like was they didn't want more construction and they didn't want more multi-level buildings. And it's interesting because I bring that up because it seems like the decisions that have already been made in regards to changing the downtown right now with the look and the feel and, and the overall enjoyment, which by the way was done with, I wasn't asked whether I wanted to have a band every single weekend all through the entire summer. 
I know you weren't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I feel like but, because like when it comes to Dora, though, sorry to cut you off here. But when it comes to Dora, when I said, oh, Dora's not right. And then when I said, oh, Dora should be all the time. And then they just pass it in the dumbest way possible, even to the point that it's only been a few months and they've had to add another date because they just don't know what they're doing on this legislation. Pam, I am absolutely convinced that Mayor Bailey and those five men that just do whatever she tells them to do passed it just to stick it to me saying oh we got ryan so now now i think i should go and say you know it'd be great if we had a band every weekend and the six of them would vote right away and go oh we can't have a band every weekend that's how i think that's how we're going to start legislating how they'll start legislating that's my opinion anyway all right, all right you're a funny man um, <laughs> but my whole point is that decision by mayor bailey and and her and her boys was done without really asking any of the public whether or not we wanted all those kind of events. Because I know when you read, like I said, when you read the actual survey results, it becomes very clear that what people did like and do like is the fact that we do have that small town feel that we that it that it's quiet, that it's quaint, that it's nice that they can go down to the bike trail. And you know, you can people watch and you can go down to the river and you can do all of those things. And I'm not really sure how all the perpetual partying and the amplified noise and the outdoor drinking how that really kind of fits into that whole idea. The other thing is, though, what I mentioned, too, is what they don't like. People made it very clear that they didn't want they don't want more construction down there. And they don't want more multi level buildings. Yet when you look at the master plan, that's all it is. And it isn't just one Loveland station. It's four or five Loveland mm-hmm. stations. Now we've got Mayor Bailey and her boys, and they bought the $700,000 piece of land. Well, wait, sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off again, Pam. I'm confused here because we did a podcast, two podcasts ago, where we were talking about this $550,000 piece of land. And then last week, we did a podcast on the same piece of land is now over $600,000. And now you're telling me $700,000? I am way lost on this. Well, Ryan, it's a new week, so it's uh, going to be another $100,000. No, uh, the last council meeting, the, the, the $550,000 land purchase originally has now morphed into $700,000. That's what they actually did the appropriation for. But I want to I stay on that because they're making decisions in regards to buying this land because they're going to build a parking garage. And it's to address, you know, parking issues. Uh, they think that they can alleviate parking issues by building this parking garage. Now, haven't told us how much it's going to cost, how it's going to work. Oh, no, no. The city manager, as a matter of fact, said, oh, it could be one story or two stories or three stories. So they don't know. Well, the, the point is they're behind this land for a parking garage and they don't even have an ink. Well, their deep thoughts know, I guess, what how many stories it's going to be. But them in general don't even have an inkling of how big this thing is going to be. They don't even have, Pam, they don't have a plan. No. <laughs> and that's why they keep adding 50 grand nonstop to this thing till, or 50 to 100 or whatever. I mean, shoot, well, Ryan, the next it, meeting it, they're going to say, well, we got to do this appropriate for a million dollars because that'd be the right thing to do. No, the right thing to do is just. Is to have a plan, first and foremost, before you start spending taxpayers' money. And actually, that's interesting because even with something, as I keep calling it, is the perpetual party, this is another example of the fact that they didn't actually vet this either. Mm-hmm. And they didn't actually have a really great plan on this because if, memory, if I recall, one of the things was, well, you know what, we're not going to permanently make this the door. Or we're not going to make it permanent because we're just going to see how it works out. 
Okay, what is that? I mean, that's the thing. Is you know what? Honestly, that's just bad governance. But I, I don't, I, I don't want to go down that well, path. Well, well, yeah. But I want to. We'll, st- we'll cover all that later. But I do want right. to say we keep talking about bad governance, and we are going to go deeper into this. But it's going to inform somewhere saying, Pam, it's weak governance. It is obvious to me. It's obvious to everyone when you talk about the bands. When you, hey, we're we're going to talk more about the parking garage on the next podcast here, and more realistically, what this is going to look like. But let's be honest here. Is the city going to buy this thing and then the city's going to build it? Who is that for? I just told you, families are not going downtown on the weekends. So are they are, are they using private money or public money? Sorry, are they using public money for the private businesses there? That is weak governance, in my opinion, because they just give away to whoever their friends are, who most of them. These organizations are run by people that don't even live here. So, but again, we'll go deeper in that. But I did want to bring that up because we say bad a lot. We need to start saying, I I find this being very weak. So I guess, Ryan, the question now becomes is, is our downtown changing for the benefit of a few? Pam, it is obvious to me that this majority and the way they govern is based on what they believe the politics of the moment are. And that's why I say they're weak. I mean, I'd argue they've spent three years because during the the 17 election, 2017, the city came to a standstill because of all the bickering, the infighting, the resignation of the mayor, kind of a stalemate. And really, a lot of those those four men that all ran together on the same ticket and utilized a political action committee and all that other stuff, they basically paralyzed the entire government. And now it looks like they're coming in trying to do some similar things, if not enhancing what it is. And this this is my point about it is, so they went on and on, and they used people's anger and angst about things about Loveland Station. And the things that Loveland Station caused, some of it might be people do not think it looks good or doesn't look right. Or people may think that it increased to the traffic problem. And people may think that it increases with parking issues. And I'm going to tell you something, Pam, they're right on all those things, in my opinion. Loveland Station doesn't look right. Loveland Station does cause more traffic. Loveland Station does cause parking issues. Every single time you add a new building, it's going to add to all three of those things. Some people, strong leadership, need to make the decision of what is best, not just for the now, not the politics of the moment, but what's best for the future and the sustainability of the entire area. So this parking garage or all this other stuff, is this being built by the city to cover up its own ambitions for what downtown is? And when you look at that survey and you look at what the people said in the 2017 election, do we honestly believe this is what the greater population of Loveland wants? That's today's question mm-hmm. is, is this really what the people want? Because it's interesting, and once again, I've taken a kind of a personal (laughs) oath or a vow that I'm not going to spend any time on the 2017 election. But I will say this. We spent a lot of time, as you said, moving the city backwards. We lost a lot of time where we really could have been doing some really good things that would have been beneficial to the community as a whole. And it was not just focused on downtown. But instead of focusing, we, we focused on, you know, personal destruction of politics instead of on policy. The reality is, is we need to look at policy. And, you know, when you look at these survey results, and you have all these people, and basically, almost every single person mentions the same thing about small town and quaint and small town feel and all those things. The truth is, is that if you would have run 
on policy. And you would have told people that you were going to turn your downtown into a perpetual party and that, oh my God, it's going to be awesome. We're going to have outdoor drinking and we're going to have bands every Friday and Saturday and there'll be music Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or as Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday from The Godfather, my favorite movie. Um, (laughs) If you would have actually said that to the community as a whole, would they have liked that? Because we didn't ask. No, and even... They just did. Yeah, and even... Uh, kind of some examples here is there was never a public meeting about bands and brews. There was never a public meeting to make the city of Loveland the official sponsor on private events like the Amazing Charity Race. There's never a public discussion on any of that stuff. As a matter of fact, their first Dora just did not work out for some reason or another because the city won't say a darn word to anybody about this stuff. The mayor had to call an emergency meeting or something like that with the businesses where talk to some of the businesses about how they feel like they were treated in that meeting. So once again, what the heck is going on here? Like, who are they building this new downtown for? Because it doesn't seem like the community. That's not who this is for. And who are they building this new parking garage for? Because it's interesting because one of the things we talk about, it is a huge problem on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. We have a parking problem. Especially on Tuesday. Oh, let me let me tell you this, Pam. This is the joys of being married to an engineer. I've got friends. We're doing a little experiment. We're going to do it for 30 days. Uh, today's day 18. Somebody we know, usually myself, drive to downtown Loveland between the hours of 6 and 7, 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. On the weekends, we go twice. We go between 10 and noon, sometime in that period, and then we also go between uh, 6 and 7. The moment we get over the bridge, because we live on the Hamilton County side, we start a timer and see how long it takes us to park. We have 17 data points, Pam. There are two that are outside of the range. Most of the time, it takes us around 10 minutes to find a parking spot. There are two days. Both of them are on Tuesday. What's the difference on Tuesday compared to everything else? Well, There's an entire municipal parking lot that cannot be used on that particular day because, again, a private enterprise is being given to a small group of people. Most who do not live in our community (laughs) are given that municipal lot on that one day that it becomes difficult to park. And don't forget that this private business that engages in commerce, exchange of money, they're making money. The vendors are making money down there. And none of those people pay one nickel into the coffers of Loveland. Yet they use our municipal parking lot, which we, number one, spent an enormous amount of money to build. And number two, desperately need. Mm-hmm. So now the question becomes, and, and as you had already said, our probably our next podcast is actually going to delve much deeper into the whole land purchase and the proposed parking garage or whatever. But the question is, is we spent over a half a million dollars between grants and taxpayer money to build a municipal parking lot that basically the mayor has basically said, oh, well, it's no big deal. They can use it that don't pay for anything to the city. It's not a big deal that it creates all kinds of other problems because it's only one day a week. So are we going to have that same principle applied to our parking garage that we're going to spend probably close to a couple million dollars by the time it's all done? Is that going to be the same thing? Are we going to have blocked off regulated parking for certain groups in certain 
friends and certain cronies, because that's exactly what we're doing with a municipal parking lot right now on a mm-hmm. Tuesday. Oh, there's no doubt in my in my mind, Pam, that Mayor Bailey and her happy group of men that just follow her around, that they will do that. They're going to give it away to their friends. That's what they do, Pam. I mean, when I go back to this whole weak leadership thing, I might not be the most pleasant person on the planet out there. They might not want to have dinner with me or have a drink with me, and that's okay. I, I feel pretty good about who my friends are. I like having a drink with you, Pam. I mean, well, I like <laughs> having a drink with you and Swamna too. <laughs> so it's uh, it's it that none of that really bothers me in any ways. What people think personally, but you need to listen, and you need to know that. Look, you and I, we are very vocal on what we say. We have very strong ideas, and we don't sit up here and say. Durr, they're bad. They don't know what they're doing. We may say it, but we also say, have you thought of this? Have you tried this? And I've been on record here. I might be, as a matter of fact, I think I'm the only person in Loveland that looks at that master plan from Yard and Company and says, I can get behind that. Because I'll tell you right now, the moment they start feeling the heat from the public on this, the moment they start doing construction and building multi-story buildings. Oh, they're going to cower down like a bunch of turtles. I mean, they're, they're, cow- they're going to be cowardly in how they handle this. They don't have that, that strong leadership mentality. I hope they get it, Pam, because we sit there and lay it out for them. But they, they treat us like we, we don't exist. And we are taxpayers. And we are voters. <laughs> I mean, we are members of this community. We have a definite view of downtown you can hear it on this podcast. And a lot of people, we're getting thousands of downloads on this thing. A lot of people are hearing our opinions. And when these people want to come give their opinions to the council majority, they need to listen. If you guys want to have a constant party, if you want to change downtown into multi-Loveland stations and all that stuff, you better start talking to people about it because it is the end of June and the anxiety of what's going down there is starting to heat up. I can tell you from experience, Pam, If you're a politician and you do not work with the perception of the voters, you're going to be out of office really quick. Well, you know, it was interesting, Ryan, remember at the last council meeting, not the one this past Tuesday, the one prior to that. Remember, it was Mr. Ori, Mr. Butler and Mr. Phelps who all said that, oh, hey, hang on. It's really just our deep thoughts. Well, that was Mr. Ori. (laughs) Deep thoughts. But uh, we, we haven't really had any private conversations. We want to hear from the public. They all said that. Those three men said that. I took them at their word. I sent them an email. I got one response. Well, I got two responses. I got one from Mrs. Sattel. And I got one from Rob Weisgerber. I didn't get any responses from the others. And I didn't get any responses from the three who said that they wanted to hear from the public. Okay. You don't like Pam. I'm not talking to Pam. I don't like her. Fine. What about the gentleman who came and actually asked you questions about the particular land purchase? Very specific questions. Even prefaced it with, hey, I might not even be against this project. I just want some more answers. They haven't answered him either. The bottom line here is, I guess it just depends on whether you agree with them, then they might engage you. But if they don't agree with you, then heck with you. That is not a good representative, period. At the end of the day, you are a representative of all of the people in the community, whether you agree with them or not, whether you like them or not. You have to be generous with your time. And generous with your time is not only with the people who you like, but generous with your time with the people you don't like. That's the mark of a strong leader. 
Yes, it is. That's how you work through things. Mm-hmm. Is that you're having a conversation, uh, having a, a conversation, and people may you're conversating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and look, people, I actually heard someone say yeah. that the other day, and it made me laugh. And we made we made light of this, but and, hey, people can say politics change, and I can be the first to tell you that. I've got decades watching this, and then you got just history in general to watch it. You know what? Who sits in those seven seats? That also changes. I believe this majority has never stopped running campaigns. That's just what they do. That's what they do. They go and they tell the voters what they think the voters want to hear, so they can't lead. So what happens is that leads to chaos, financial chaos inside of the city, so the people who are the opportunists can come in there Say, hey, I'm your best friend. Why don't you give me this, give me this, give me this? Because there's nothing a private organization loves more than public money. And you keep giving it to them, you keep giving it to it. Soon you're going to run out of that public money. And once that happens, there's only one thing that, there's there's only one step that comes next. It's called tax increases. So keep your eyes and ears and brains and discuss with your deep thoughts and have pizza in the hallways, do whatever it is. But downtown's changing, and it's not that quiet community. And the plan by this council majority and the plan from the master planners is not for a small, quiet town. It is for a large, bustling town with a lot of traffic, a lot of pavement over all the green space for our parking and all these things, and a lot of public dollars that are going to be given over to private organizations. So this is the most important time to pay attention, and Pam... Darn it, you and I are going to be sitting here paying attention like you wouldn't believe. Because in the end, I do this for two reasons. I do it because I like it, and I do it because this is how you stop weak governments. This is how you stop this from happening. All those things you listed, don't forget you're also going to get multi-level stories. Oh, yes, multi-level. Of steel and 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 glass and concrete. And to be honest with you, if we get multi-level stories and we get numerous multi-level stories, you won't even notice Loveland Station. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. No, no, Loveland Station will look like what star will look like the oldest building in Loveland. <laughs> you might get your wish, then it can come down, and then because it's old. And then while I'm down there, wherever I am, having a drink or on the bike trail, you can all go. This is your fault, Ryan, because you agreed with this master plan. Because I do think I'm going to start calling myself the loneliest man in Loveland. <laughs> Because I know the, the the six of them on council, that majority, they're going to run so far away from this. I mean, I'm, I'm laughing because it's going to be funny to watch. And we're going to go more into a lot more details in our podcast in a couple of weeks about it. With that being said, the Voice of Loveland, the podcast for ionloveland.com, is a production of Ion Community. This episode was produced, engineered, mixed. Sounds great because of the producers, Pam Gross and Ryan Kulik. So another excellent job by us, or by you, I'll say, Pam. I'll say an excellent job by me another time. The music is by my father-in-law, Sherrod Sate. And uh, with that, anything we got left to say to the people? I don't think so. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. And uh, we appreciate all your comments and emails. And uh, just know that we it means a lot to us. And we enjoy what we're doing. Be informed, be involved, be influential.